Keep on standing. We're going to go what I call a flashback. Where the audience, we did the morning hymn. Y'all ready? We're going to lift him up this morning, all right? Come on and lift the bar. 
Yeah. 
for this week. The outreach ministry is off to an early start for the vendor fair. If you would like to be a vendor, please see Dr. Tolliver or any member of the outreach ministry. The date of the vendor fair is August 5th, 2023. Please submit names to the church clerk for any members of the class of 2023 any members of the class of 2023 so that we can recognize all of our graduates. Amen. Please send the name, where they are graduating from, and where their next step will be. Okay. Uh, members, please be sure that we have your current email and emergency contacts. If you have not been getting the newsletter and other information from us, then we do not have your correct email. You can give it to one of us, one of the office staff, or you can call the office and leave that information on the phone line. But please be sure we have your correct email and an emergency contact number. If you are interested in joining our yoga class, please call the office or we, run, we will have a sign-in sheet in the front lobby by the end of service. The time for the yoga class will be on Tuesdays from 10 a.m. until 11.30, 10 to 11.30 on Tuesday mornings. If you are interested, please sign up for the yoga class. Any members who are interested or will be interested in working in the kitchen once we get it started again, must have their food handler certificate. Amen. This is not something new. We are reinstating this. You must have your food handler certificate 
Uh, please have it no later than June 15th. That's the date we're shooting for to get our kitchen back started again. If you will be working in any capacity in the kitchen, you need to have your food handler's certificate. Yes, it's an online class. Um, I think it takes a couple of days, very low cost. It's two hours, $7. Okay, so it's very easy, very easy. Again, if you want to work in any capacity in the kitchen, you must have your food handler's certificate. To the VOE, I have a correction of the address for the Risen Christ Baptist Church, where you will be singing this afternoon at 3 o'clock. The address is 1934 West Marquette Road. Again, 1934-1934 West Marquette Road. That's the Risen Christ Baptist Church. And if you don't have any other plans, why don't we go and support our VOE, where they will be singing this afternoon. And finally, don't forget to join us for Bible study on Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can join us on our Zoom platform. If you have not joined us before, the code is 738-847-6097. Again, the code to join us for Bible study on Wednesday at 6 p.m., 738-847-6097. Six zero nine seven. Those are your announcements for this week. Thank you for your attention. Let's church say amen. Welcome once again to this the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We're glad to reinstate our announcements so that the pastor don't have to remember everything. Because I will forget something. Amen. But we had it. That was our COVID protocol. Okay. So now we're going to be doing that, going back to that, uh, going forward, along with some other initiatives that we're trying to to do. Um, I want y'all to go back to thank you, Lord, after I finish this, for the welcome, okay? Because uh, that's, that's pastoral privilege, and I'll tell you why. Um, I want to say thank you to those members of our faith community that uh, we're here this week in two very important capacities. One, that we opened our doors for the town hall uh, that was led by Alderman Pat Dow. Um, and uh, there's about 20, 25 people here, uh, and we had members present to support. We provided refreshments uh, for them, and Alderman Dow was just overwhelmed with gratitude uh, because of Ebenezer's hospitality. Amen. Many of you know that Almondale has been uh, the wind beneath our wings as it relates to some of the things that we have tried to accomplish. And she continues to be a wonderful friend to Ebenezer. And uh, we got some good information uh, that we're going to leverage uh, as it relates to this community uh, as we seek to uh, go beyond the doors here at Ebenezer. Amen? Also, want to make mention that um, also thank you to all those members who were here yesterday for the celebration of life for Sister Janet Underwood. 
uh, who was, is and was a renowned musician, minister of music uh, through the years here there in the Chicagoland uh, area. Uh, she was uh, a member of the Bethesda uh, Missionary Baptist Church, and uh, they are not able, uh, from what I have been told, uh, to be in their space like they would like to, and uh, we opened our doors to them. Uh, it also was good that uh, her son, her eldest son, and I attended Morehouse together, and he has been here before uh, in support of ministry, and we were very happy to serve that family. And Ebenezer, I want you to, I want you to know how much we appreciate how you make Ebenezer look and how you make your pastor look. I got many comments from visiting pastors who were here yesterday, Dr. Ozzy Smith, you all know him from Covenant, and uh, Dr. Patrick Damon, who was here, and a few others were like, wow, Ebenezer, it, the hospitality was off the charts. Uh, thank you to all of you. I don't want to call any names because I know I will forget, but thank you for being here yesterday uh, to support that family. We never know when we will have a need, and it's always good uh, to be able to extend yourselves uh, to those who you serve with in a different place and space. I want to uh, uh, acknowledge also our visitors here today. Uh, we have all the way from South Africa, Jackie and Claire. Wave your hand. They are here uh, on a, uh, to attend a, a, a convention uh, at McCormick Place. They have a, a business in South Africa, and they came here. Uh, and they were attracted to Ebenezer because of that. Now, how many years has it been? Three years, four years? Uh, when somebody feeds Phil. And we are still reaping the benefits of that. I, I want to say she came. They came because they heard the pastor sing, but uh, they didn't. They said they saw Stanley sing. So we're gonna have to send a letter to Phil to have him edit that tape. So, uh, but we welcome all any other other visitors here today. Uh, good to see you, brother, from Northwestern, right? Northwestern University. Is it ready? Is it ready? Almost? Okay, he's doing a, a wonderful writing on Ebenezer and our history and things that we have been able to accomplish. Um, I, I'm just glad to be back in the pulpit today. Um, coming down from a mountaintop experience, seeing our baby daughter graduate uh, from college. So now you go back to thank you, Lord, because let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you something. It was it was uh it was an amazing experience to see her accomplish all that she has accomplished. I was n never I was never so proud, more proud of her. Because she did this in the midst of a pandemic. I was proud of her because she decided to go to an HBCU. It wasn't Spelman, but it's okay. She pledged a sorority. And 
This girl had the nerve. The gall to upstage her mama and her daddy and walk across that stage magna cum laude and I know there were a lot of praying people that got that girl through the school I didn't pray for Magna. I just want her to graduate. I want her to graduate like I graduate. Anyway, you breast me, Lord, just get me across. But she graduated Magna Cum Laude, and she'll be home soon. Uh, and we've already gotten some cards from some Ebenezer folks, and she is going to answer every single one of, us, of them. Um, and she will be going to D.C. for an internship for... Uh, the summer, and then we'll see what her next steps will be. But we are so thankful. Thankful. We ain't got to pay nobody to wish it no more. Oh, y'all know that's why I want them to play that. Thank you. We ain't got to pay nobody to win no more. Thank you. Let's bring each other. Let's bring our guests this morning. As we sing together, thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Let's greet one another. Oh, 
good hands and they heavy hands so please now you know now Ebenezer let's don't do like some churches do I, I gotta get one for my friend one per person and if there's a special need we will we will then do that but but you can count this room ain't a hundred people in here yet so everybody can get one if you like one. But these are very nice hams, and we want to thank, uh, who was that that secured that? Uh, Mrs. Rochelle Person for securing that, uh, and we want to be a blessing. So please, please, see Chairman Person to get one or Stanley to get one today. Thank you. 
I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. And some lonely nights. But when I when I look around and I think things are over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days, so I won't complain. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some, some weary days. And some lonely nights. But when I, I look around and I think things over, all of my good days, they outweigh my bad days. So I. I won't complain. Sometimes my clouds hang low. I can hardly see the road. So I ask the question, Lord. Lord, why? What's best for me? Although my weary eyes sometimes they just can't see. So I have to take the time and say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I won't complain. Sometimes my clouds hang low, and I can hardly see the road, so I have to ask the question, Lord, why? Although my weary 
they can't see. So I just lift my hands and say, thank you, Lord. 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 Through the heart, thank you, Lord. Through the pain, thank you, Lord. Through the stress, thank you, Lord. I won't complain. You see, God has, He's been good to me. He's been good to me. He's been good to my mother. He's been good to my children. He's been good. He's been so good to me. More than this world or you could ever be. Thank <laughs> you. 
Amen. Amen. It's prayer time. Before I invite you to stand as intercessors for someone else, a lot of the things that we put out from this pulpit, we hope and pray that you will take it seriously. Why do you say that? One of the things that came out that the church clerks asked for was that you would verify your emergency contact information. Well, Pastor, why y'all need that? Because in the emergency, we'll know who you want us to reach out to. Let me push it further. This week, one of our members was found by the Chicago Police Department. And I got a call, and I asked when they called me, I said, found how? And they said, we found him wandering. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where he lives. He does not even know his telephone number. And so they asked me, did I know this person? And they asked me to describe him. And I proceeded to, to describe him. And they said, yeah, this is the person. So I was a little leery because I was giving out personal information and the person on the phone said she was the police. Good news is she was the police. And I was able to confirm because I got popo in the family that it was a legitimate call. And so they were able to get one of our members back to their house. And I said, how y'all call me? How y'all get my number? And so when we set up our new phone system, I put the church's number for my extension in my phone. So my number from the church goes directly to my cell phone. And so I answered. And so, and that's why it's also important to make certain that we answer all the phones all the time. And we do. But I happened to pick up the call and I said, well, how did, how did y'all get my number? Now, this is, this is something that we can laugh about. They said, in his pocket was a tithing envelope. Now, I, 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 when I heard that, I said, well, that'll preach. That a tithing envelope can save your life. 
But that's how they, they saw the tithing envelope. They said, Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. And they called here. And Brother Al Burton is back at home. So Ebenezer, please, when we ask for this stuff, please, please, we ain't trying to, you know, give us your email address. Give us your emergency contact information. If you live alone, please make sure we have that. Please make sure you know you share with the church who you want us to call, what you want us to do, because it was just by happenstance that I picked up the phone. I was at work on my other job. But God. And Ebenezer, y'all y'all do know me. I, I I had to ask, well, is there anything in the envelope? I saw it as an evangelism opportunity. I said, well, police officer, you can bring it to church on Sunday if they is. I did ask. I thought Dana would like that. But I did ask. I did ask. But we are glad. We are glad that he is home safe and found. And I know Deacon Mayberry will be following up. But we want to lift on this prayer list today. Lindsay Mayfield. We're continuing to pray for Marguerite Jones. Doris Robinson. We're praying for Deacon Chester Coleman. Elise Grant. Alfred Moore. Continuing to pray for Kenneth Sexton, Al, and Mary Burton. Praying for Shirley Anderson. Mary Sumter, you should know, Joyce, that Pastor Damon asked about your mom. So please tell her. Mary Alexander, Sarah Phillips, praying for Reverend James Thompson, Bernetta Pearson, Michael Jones Jr., continue to pray for our beloved Deacon James Smith, who is here today. Ernestine Rowe, Lily Turner, praying for Myrtle Gunn and Tara Blevins, who's here today. Praying for Sadie Turner. Continue to pray for Marlena, who is here today. Leonard Tolbert. Sadie Turner, if I didn't say that, William Wyndham, Brenda and Charles McLaughlin, John Lewis, Monica, Pernell, Willie May Davis, Beverly Bogus, Myosha Spragans, Rhonda Brown, James, Jack Spinks, Virgiline Daniels, Lee Stevenson, Laura Conwell, Maisie Jordan. Brother Aaron McCray, the son of the late Imogene McCray. Praying for Irma Johnson Egger, who called into the church this week. Shanita Johnson, Latrice Jones. Praying for the relatives of Vivian Taylor, Maxine Ozie, Marita Payton, Joseph Harris, James Simmons, 
Jr. This is a lengthy list. It's a long list. It's a big list. Good news is we got a big God that can handle any and every situation. So let us go to God in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we're grateful today to be able to call upon your name, to call upon you, Heavenly Father, to see about these that are on our list, these names that we have spoken, but even the unspoken names represented by those who are standing here today. God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that whatever they stand in need of, that you will meet them at the point of their need. If it's physical healing, God, in the name of Jesus, touch. If it's financial restoration, God, heal their finance. God, if it's praise reports, oh God, honor their praises. God, we're so very grateful because we all have a testimony of how good you have been to us. Even when things didn't go right, even when it's been tough, even though it's been difficult sometimes, we can still proclaim that you are good and your mercy endures forever. God, we thank you right now for the leadership of this church, for those who Sunday after Sunday, week after week, pour into this word. God, we are thankful for the favor you have given us in high places that will allow us to do the work that you have given to our hands. And so, God, we continue to pray for a covering over this house, a covering over the workers, a covering over the work, a covering over those who will walk past this edifice. God, we are thankful, God, because we know of churches that are not open today because of disrepair. We are thankful, God, that while it hasn't been perfect, oh God, you have preserved this faith community. And God, we know it's not by accident. It, it, it wasn't because we were so good as a church, oh God, but because of your grace and your mercy. You are allowing us to do the impossible. You allowing us to do this work with a few of your believers that believe deep down in their hearts that our God is able. And that's the word we want to go forth in this prayer, oh God that you are able, you are able to do the impossible. For there is nothing too hard for you. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this space. But most importantly, have your way in our lives so that we might be faithful representatives of thee. 
bless our efforts, God, as we continue to work to evangelize this community and reach beyond these walls. We lift now this prayer in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray, and all of God's people said, amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. I'm going to go ahead and preach. Is that all right? Is, is that okay? I don't want you to ever feel cheap. Okay, I don't want you to ever feel cheap. But but the Lord is telling me to go on and just do the doggone thing. I think we said beginning of May. I guess I ought to say it again. Happy birthday to the May people. Happy birthday to the May people. I can't believe you're in the same month as my wife. Wow. <laughs> Happy birthday to the May people. Everybody remember the first lady's birthday is the 25th. Just so y'all. Just so y'all. I ain't hear no amen. Okay. And Sally Hogan will be 99 years young. Folks said Ebenezer got that good water over here. That good water. Is that right? Deacon Smith, that good water. 103 years old. That's good water. 99 for you? 99 for you too? Deacon Taylor, 99. You sure you count right? You look like you 75. You wear it well, Deacon Taylor. You wear it well. The brother come in here unassisted. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. I said he came in here unassisted. It's 99. Lord have mercy. One of the things that uh, I, I learned in seminary is always try to stretch yourself, always trying to stretch yourself, always keep the pages turning, always try to grow uh, in this work. So I'm trying that today with a little fear and trembling because I, I'm what you call a manuscript preacher. I, I, I got so much I want to say that I make certain that I write it down. And so... I you you know I go through reams and reams and reams and reams of paper to write. So this is the first Sunday ever that I'm using this iPad. Some of my mentors have been using it for years and you know I really couldn't afford one back in the day so I had to use the paper but now since Kennedy graduated I can afford a new iPad. So I'm going I'm to attempt, but I got my manuscript right here just in case. If this thing goes dark. Amen. I, I ain't like Dane. I'm trying to get like him. He has his whole computer with his Batman logo up here. Uh, but I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do this. So we're going to see how it goes. Deuteronomy 32nd chapter is a song composed by Moses. I bet you didn't know that Moses was also a composer like David in a sense. In his composition or ode, Moses exposed 
God's great disappointment in Israel as his chosen people. You know or do know that Israel disappointed God time and time again. He chose them and they turned away from him. Not just once, but multiple times. When you read the whole chapter, you clearly see the contrast between the excellency of Jehovah and the corruptness and perversity of Israel. What do you mean, brother pastor? Israel disappointed God. And if you've lived long enough, we've all kind of experienced that situation. Have you ever been dependent upon people only to have them disappoint you? Maybe you depended upon family to come to your rescue, but sadly, they didn't show up. Maybe you counted on friends to support you during some tough times, but they didn't even call or text you. I wonder how that made you feel. Were you angry? Were you sad? Were you disillusioned, upset, or frustrated? Well, that's exactly how God felt whenever Israel was a no-show. God had chosen Israel to be a righteous nation, and Israel's ungratefulness for all that God had done for them was the epitome of ingratitude and apostasy. They had fallen into a state that was the exact opposite of their destiny. What did Israel do? First, Israel dishonored God. Moses wrote, Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. Jeshurun was the Hebrew word for righteousness. Israel was supposed to be a righteous nation of God's choosing. But it wasn't long before the Israelites grew fat on their own self-righteousness and kicked or rebelled against their role as God's chosen people. In other words, they kicked God to the curb. How sad it is that God's people would dismiss God. How sad it is that God's people would ignore God and kick God to the curb. What a disgrace when the church forget who they are and whose they are. How sad it is for a church to be faced with challenges. Forget that God said in his word, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As soon as they were free and clear of the Egyptian lash, 
They desired to break loose from their creator. I tell you this morning, there is no greater dishonor than to turn your back on the one who came to your aid. It makes me think, and I wonder how many people come to the altar during tough times and cry out to Christ for help and redemption and relief only to pull a demon and go back into the world as soon as Satan distracts them with his tantalizing opportunity. Now, y'all remember Demas. He was one of Paul's disciples who traveled with him on his many mission trips. But Demas, having loved this present world, one day took off of Thessalonica and left Paul with, the only, with only Luke to share the great work of spreading the gospel. Israel's entire history was one of falling in and out of love with God. Time and time again, they debased and degraded their relationship with God. They had become so skewed that they did not look like God's people. But because of his great love for them, God kept sending them leaders to get them back on track. For after Moses died, God ordered Joshua to take Israel into the promised land. When Mesopotamia oppressed them, Israel repented, and God gave them Othiel as their deliverer. When the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Amalekites persecuted them, Israel repented, and God gave them Ehud as their deliverer. When Israel was attacked by the Canaanites, Israel repented, and God gave them Deborah and Barak to deliver them. When the Ammonites attacked, Israel repented and God gave them Jephthah to deliver them. When the Philistines overwhelmed them, Israel repented and God gave them Samson and Eli and Samuel. What does that say to you, preacher, that God had no short supply of deliverers for the people he loved so much? And still, they continued to dishonor him. He led them into captivity for 70 years in Babylon. But even then, when they repented, God ordered Nehemiah to lead them back to their promised land. They dishonored God. But the Israelites didn't just dishonor God. Israel disobeyed God. One of the people of Israel, Moses wrote, they provoke God. Of the people of Israel, Moses wrote, they provoke God to jealously, to jealousy with strange gods and lightly esteem the rock of his salvation. They rebelled against the one who chose them to be his example of perfection and instead sought to create a spiritual realm of their own. You know, it's bad enough to dishonor God by ignoring God. But Israel went a step further and tried to replace him. Israel's faith was weak. The Israelites forsook God and worshipped the strange gods of their neighbors and conquered foes. But to gods whom they knew not, 
the new God that came newly up. In other words, when it came to worship, came to the worship of the one true and living God, all bets were off. What did they do? They did whatever they wanted to do. Does that sound familiar to anybody? They did whatever they wanted to do. And finally, after 400 years of God's complete silence, he sent Jesus to permanently repair Israel's relationship with him. You may be sitting there asking, well, why Jesus? Because God knew that man would never be completely obedient. Someone would have to pay the price for all sin. You see, disobedience is still a problem today. We replace God with things and people who are more important to us. We insult God with a tip and spend our tithe on expensive clothing and cars. We place more importance on our fun with friends than with our fellowship with God. You need to know we need Jesus. Because even today, we make a mockery of our relationship with God. We mock our relationships. We mock our worship of him with our absence. We mock his commandments with our flawed character. We mock his morality with our immorality. We disobey God. Israel disregarded God altogether. The word says, of the rock that begat thee, thou art unmindful and hast forgotten God that formed thee. That word unmindful may have been a bit too kind in our present vernacular. What it was really meant to say is they ignored God. God chose them, led them out of bondage, fed and clothed them in the wilderness, delivered them to a land he had promised them that was flowing with milk and honey, and as the kids would say today, they dissed him. God did all that, and they forgot him. Ebenezer, we have to be careful, because I believe that every single one of you in here today has a testimony of what God has done for you. God has brought you out of bondage. God has fed and clothed you in the midst of your wilderness. God has led you to a land of milk and honey, and you can't even bother to praise his name. Diss him. The Israelites couldn't claim they were ignorant of God. Moses said they forgot God. And they couldn't forget him unless they once knew him. They knew very well who God was and what he had done for him. The history was well recorded by the priests and the prophets, but sadly, they chose to forget. Ebenezer, never forget what the Lord has done for you. Never forget what God has done for you. No matter how hard it may be, no matter how challenging the days, no, lo- no matter how long it takes, never forget how much 
God has done for you. They chose to forget. They chose to forget that God was their refuge and strength. They chose to forget that God was their everlasting portion. They chose to forget that God was their way out of nowhere. They rock of ages, their sword and shield. They chose to forget that God was their will in the middle of a will. Ebenezer can't afford to forget. What's that song we used to say? I never shall forget what he's done for me. Never will forget how he set me free. Solomon wisely said, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. A rock-solid faith has to be in a person's heart. Oh, by the way, that's my title this morning. A rock salad faith. What's in your heart? Borrowing a line from the Capitol commercial. Not what's in your wallet, what's in your heart? Is it easier for you to dishonor, disobey, and disregard God? Or do you make it a point to honor, obey, and praise God? The Bible is replete with people who would disobey God and pay the price. Jonah disobeyed God and chose another way. Israel disobeyed God and was taken into Babylonian captivity. David disobeyed God and committed adultery and sent Bathsheba's husband to his death. Ananias and Sapphira dishonored God by cheating him out of the tithe. Demas disregarded God when he loved the world more than Christ and turned back from helping Paul. It's easy to see why Rock-solid faith needs to be built on the rock. And what is that rock? That rock is Jesus. You see, Christ sees us. He sees us floundering when we think we are flourishing. He sees us being foolish when we think we are wise. He sees us as destitute when we think we have everything. He sees us as deficient when we think we are self-deficient. He sees us as pathetic when we think we are being progressive. Christ sees us for who we really are. No wonder he daily petitions the Lord on our behalf. Somebody said, Jesus knows all about us. Where we have failed, Christ has conquered. Where we have been defeated, Christ has succeeded. Where we are barren, Christ is fruitful. Where we are weak, Christ is strong. And where we are victims, Christ is victorious. 
Ebenezer, the good news is Christ is our rock in a weary land. I said Christ is our rock in a weary land, a shelter in our time of storm. If we place Christ first and make Christ our guide, we can boast of Christ as our rock solid because no problem can perplex him. No difficulty can discourage him. No circumstance you going through can confuse him. No demon can destroy him and no burden can ever crush him because Jesus is a rock. I said he is our rock. And on Christ, the solid rock we stand, all other ground is sinking sand. The word of God for the people of God. And all of God's people said, amen. We're going to open the doors of the church. Perhaps there's someone here that would like to make their commitment to the rock who wants to stand on solid foundation, who wants to develop a solid, solid faith in God. We're going to open the doors of the church and extend an invitation. If you are not a part of this church, you've just been coming, uh, but you have made that commitment, we invite you to come right now. We are a friendly church. We are on the right trajectory. We're going in the right direction, but we need you to be here with us. Is there one today? Is there one today? We're opening the doors of the church. And Ebenezer, as we extend the invitation, we pray that you will pray right now in this very moment that someone will be moved to make this their spiritual home. Is there one today? You could come by letter. You can come by Christian experience. You come as a brand new convert. We don't really particularly care how you come. All we care about is that you come. Is there one today? Is there one today? On Christ. Is there one? I dare not put the sweetest phrase, but holy on Jesus' name.
was a residual voice, Father, with exceedingly great joy. So the all-wise God be dominion and power, honor, and glory. Now, henceforth and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of these hams, you can come see the chairman right down front.
How many thankful folks in the house tonight? If you're thankful, get on your feet. Let's tell God together with thanks. 